This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in making sure that you have the tools for your family jewels. Look, it's starting to get a little bit colder out. Some of you are participating in No Shave November, and I get it. That's fine. But what you got to make sure is that you're not participating below your belly button, okay? That's gross. Nobody likes a bush. It's disgusting. With products like the Lawnmower 2.0 and the Plow, Manscaped is dedicated to make sure that you look good at all times of the year on all parts of your body. Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. That's manscaped.com right now. Drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and a cake been baked. They need to come on with a drum or whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? And welcome to episode 16 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn, and Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way because it's becoming a reoccurring thing. I'm sorry for the late episode. I truly am, okay? From the bottom of my heart. I mean it. Now, nothing I'm about to tell you is an excuse. I get it. I started this podcast. I said I was going to release one every single week. However, life gets in the way, okay? Now, does that sound like an excuse? Absolutely, but it's not. And I'm going to explain myself, okay? So, as you know, if you've listened to some of the latest episodes, uh, the last episode that I shot on video was episode 13. And that was right before my family joined me out here in San Diego. Now, I want to be able to do this podcast without having to censor it for my three-year-old daughter. And what that basically requires is me going into a small room and recording it so that her little Christian ears do not hear her daddy doing a Manscaped ad. Okay? <laughs> So, for the past couple of weeks, um, I've been wanting, I've been trying to turn my garage into my podcast space. And I've tried a couple of different things. I like, I bought a bunch of poster boards and like put that up, but that looks like shit. And, you know, I've, I've been looking around at different mics and stuff like that, but they're kind of expensive. And I'm, you know, I'm just saying the Mac Daddy seminar really isn't generating any money. You know, hate to rain on your parade if you love this podcast and think that I'm some type of fucking millionaire because of it, because that's not the case. But yeah, I've just been, I've been like, saying, oh, well, I, I'll, I'll record the next episode and I'll uh, videotape it so there'll be a video podcast as well. And I just, I haven't put it together. 
My work schedule is really ramping up. I never know when I'm off work. And then when I am off work, I want to spend time with my family. And when I'm not doing either one of those things, I'm doing something for stand-up. Since I've got out here, the opportunity to do stand-up has been outrageously more common than it was when we were in Mississippi. I kind of knew it was going to be like that to begin with, but now it's getting to the point to where, you know, if I'm not going to do stand-up at a minimum once a week, I'm being asked to do it like three or four times. And, you know, it looks bad on me because I'm just not able to keep up with it all. I try, but, you know, I mean, I'm a dad. I have a wife. I can't spend every night of the week out of the house going and making strangers laugh while my wife sits here and watches makeup tutorials on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'll get more into that later. Uh, it's just to finish my point. For all of you that have listened and have continued to listen in my absence, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. You know, I've been getting a couple of messages from people like, when's the next episode? Or, you know, where's my t-shirt? And that brings me to another point. I started giving out, you know, some of the Mac Daddy Seminar t-shirts a couple of weeks ago, about a month or so ago. And only one of them actually made it to one of the listeners. Now, he loves his shirt. The other ones that I created, uh, the company, and I'm not going to say the name of it, but the company, I had them send me one, and it was literally a piece of shit shirt. Like, you know, it looked fine and everything, and I washed it one time, and then the logo came off, and it was like, completely falling apart at the seams. And I was like, you know what? I can't give this to my listeners because they're going to be like, oh, well, I got a shitty t-shirt from a mediocre podcast. And then, you know, what does that make me look like? You know? So if I told you you were getting a shirt, you are still getting one. I haven't forgot about you. I got your names on a list, you know, I haven't forgot about you. Your shirt is coming. It just be may be a little bit more towards like an early Christmas present than anything because I've been trying to find a t-shirt production company that is actually, you know, worth a damn and it also doesn't break my bank account in half. But yeah, um so yeah, like I said, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, so, so much shit has happened since the last episode, y'all. Like, every time, I've, I've talked about this before, but every single time I, you know, am like, I'm going to record an episode tonight, you know, something happens, and I'm like, oh, I'll talk about that on the episode. And then something else will happen, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I waited, because now this happened, and I can talk about this. You know, and if I want to record on Friday night, I'm like, oh, well, I could just wait until Saturday night and then I can at least talk about the college football games that happened. And, you know, so to be honest with you, I've just, 
been making excuses for not really putting out an episode lately. But here we are, you know? Here we are. The professor has showed up to the class 45 minutes late. Sit down. You're about to get this motherfucking lecture. You want to pass the exam? You better crack open a notebook, pull that number two pencil out, and start jotting down some notes. You remember that when we were in school and it was like, if the teacher doesn't show up 15 minutes after the class is supposed to be started, it means we just get to go home. How many people actually went home? You know, I did that one time in college and I ended up failing a test because of it. And I was like, well, I thought if you didn't come to class when within 15 minutes the class is canceled. And he was just like, no. Congratulations, you have failed English. And I only went to that college for one year. Not even the full year. I was like, yeah, well, this is a waste of my time. You know? I mean, it's not like anybody that went to that school was a fucking astrophysicist or anything now. They're all just like, work as like a receptionist somewhere. Not knocking people that work as receptionists. I'm just saying, you know, it's not like they're out here rolling in the dough, laughing at me like, oh, I'm educated. The fuck out of here, you know? But what am I even talking about? But, yeah, a lot has happened, man. Um, I think the last episode we went to the zoo and uh, I talked all about that. But since then, um, I'll, I'll just try and talk about stuff as I remember it. So just hang on because this is about to be a LSD trip through the forest. Uh, so last weekend, um, last weekend... We went to the La Jolla Comedy Store, which was uh, here in San Diego. It's a little bit north of San Diego. It's honestly like the farthest comedy club uh, from where we live. But, I mean, it's the comedy store. You know, there's only one other one, and it's in L.A., which is three hours from here. So... We went, and we went to go see uh, Donnell Rawlings, which, for those of you that don't know, Donnell Rawlings is a hilarious stand-up comedian, and he was on shows like The Wire, and, uh, you know, probably his most famous role was uh, on The Chappelle Show. He's a huge fan of Dave Chappelle, and any or not a fan, but a huge friend of Dave Chappelle, and anybody that's a fan of Dave Chappelle, or, here I go again, anybody that's a friend of Dave Chappelle is a friend of mine. So I, you know, was lucky enough to get tickets to this event, and, you know, it was only 20 bucks, and we sat right next to the stage, and we went, and then, you know, he was hilarious. He absolutely killed it. And then after the show, you know, my wife had had a couple of drinks, and she was like, "Come on, let's let's go home." And I was like, "No, if we just if we just wait just a few minutes, we'll get to meet him," you know. And then, sure enough, like as soon as I said that, he comes walking out, and I, you know, I go up to him and I get a picture with him and I start chatting him up, and uh, 
you know, I reached out to a guy that I know that he uh, collaborates with a lot. Uh, shout out Bearded Humor um, for, you know, letting him know, like, hey, if you see this guy while you're in La Jolla, you know, take a picture with him and say what's up. And, you know, we talked for a few minutes, and he was really cool, man, you know. I mean, he truly is like a class act. He was super nice. He was super funny. I mean, everything you would want out of a big professional comedian. And, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I'm glad I got to meet him. Glad I got a picture with him. And, uh, yeah, we had a fantastic time, man. I mean, God, he, he ripped that club apart. He was making people laugh so hard that he was not, you couldn't even hear his neck set up for his jokes because people were screaming, you know? I mean, it was just a mixing pot of people. Like, sometimes you go to a club and it's predominantly white or a predominantly black club, but this was just a perfect mix of all of the people that live in San Diego coming to see this very funny comedian. And those are the best crowds in my opinion. I think a lot of people would agree with me there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, like I said before, I am still taking the Comedy Palace's Comedy Workshop class, uh, which has really, really helped me with my stand-up. You know, I, a problem I've always had before is just... Um, really sitting down and concentrating on it and writing and getting a material together, a set. So every week, I go to the class with something new. And it's helped me build material. And what I really like about the class is, you know, for those of you that don't know, when you go do stand-up or you go to an open mic, you know, you get up there and... You t you tell your jokes, and then people either laugh or don't laugh. And that's how you can tell, like, if this is any good or is it not good, you know? But in reality, you may have just need to add a little bit of detail to make a crappy joke a great one. So that's what I'm really benefiting from the class is because I'm getting a real read on my material from comedians like, well... I really thought what you were doing here was really good until this. Now, if you just change this around, I feel like you would have much more success with that joke. I've been essentially like just a full student of the class. I take notes. I record my set. I record my critique. And, you know, that's all I'm trying to do is get better. Now, there are some people in the class who are beginners, now, when anybody's a beginner at anything, it means they're just not really good. It's not nothing wrong in that. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone, but I just have more experience. So with that being said, the showcase for all of the graduates of the class is mark your calendars, people, I'm going to be putting out this date a lot because I want people that listen in the San Diego area to come to the show. But the date for that show, the showcase, 
is November 23rd. 2019 at the Comedy Palace. 5 p.m. It's only five bucks to get in. Okay? So mark that date down if you want to come see me do some stand-up. All right? And there's going to be more dates to follow, but um, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the last episode, but I've been going to a lot of the open mics, uh, not really to perform, but just to go scope them out and see how they are. And... You know, a lot of them are like, drop your name in a hat, because there's so many people pursuing comedy out here. So you go to an open mic, and there'll be 200, 250 people there, but the problem is, is that 40 of them are comedians. So they can't let everybody perform. The show would go on until 4 o'clock in the morning. So... They just do a drawing. You write your name on a ticket, they drop it in a hat, and then they, you know, they pull it out and they check it. And if your name is on there, you get to go up. And that's how a lot of the open mics here go. So the reason I haven't, there's been a couple of people like, hey man, when's your next show? Where's your show going to be? Well, the reason I haven't really put out any dates or anything like that is because I don't want you to, you know, get a babysitter and come out and come to see me and then I don't even get to perform and I just have to look at you and say, sorry, they didn't pull my name because then you're never going to come see me again. I'm doing you a favor by not telling you when my shows are, truthfully. The thing that a lot of people do not understand is that open mics are beginner-level comedy. Okay, if you go to an open mic, you're not going to see 15 people that are great. There's going to be at least one or two batshit crazy people in the mix. I mean, that's, that's really all comedians are, is a bunch of fucking whack jobs. Just some of them have it better, more put together than others, you know? It just depends on what your definition of crazy is. Like, some people's definition of crazy would be, you know, sitting in a room by yourself, talking into your phone, and then putting that out for people to listen to. Some people's definition of crazy would be, you know, shitting in your front yard as neighbors walk by. It just all depends on what your preference is. I know I, I was about to talk about something, but I forgot about what it was. God damn it. Anyway, God, I'll probably remember it tonight while I'm laying in bed or some shit. But yeah, um, so that's what's been going on. I've been... I've at least gone to an event for comedy every three, four days since I moved out here. Whether it be just to go watch, whether it be to perform, whether it be to, you know, anything. Go watch just for entertainment, whether to go network. I've, I've, that's really what I've been doing in my spare time when I'm not doing something with my family or I'm working. I barely even turned on my PlayStation, you know. 
ridiculous. But it's all good, though, you know? We're loving it out here, man. We've done so much. The night after we left the comedy store... Oh, my God. Okay. And see, this is what I'm talking about, okay? Because this is helping me remember the crazy shit that happened. So, the comedy store, we were there on the 2nd. That was last weekend, right? Saturday night. We don't come pulling back into my neighborhood after we pick my daughter up until like 2 o'clock in the morning. So we're pulling back into my neighborhood, and I'm seeing a couple of people like walk in our direction, right? Well, we keep on rolling through, and as I round the corner, there is a dude asleep on the sidewalk. Now, beforehand... I was just positive that I was paying to live in one of the nicer neighborhoods in San Diego. So when I see this, I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't know what to think. Is this dude dead? So I roll the window down, and he's just laying there. He's got on, like, basketball shorts and a black hoodie, and he's got his arms, like, in the hoodie hole, and the hood is, like, pulled up over his eyes. So he's snoozing on the sidewalk, right? Well, I roll the window down, and I go, Hey! Hey! And he doesn't move. Well, then I honk the horn, and he doesn't move. But I can see that he's breathing. So I'm like, okay, this dude is either about to die from a drug overdose, or he's so drunk he is hanging on to the earth to make sure he doesn't fall off. So I do what any, you know, father-aged white man would do, and I call the police. <laughs> I call them up, and I'm like, hey, so there's not a real emergency, but there's like a dude laying on the sidewalk asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning. And they're like, okay, let me uh, transfer you to the Coronado Police Department. So right as they're saying they're going to transfer me, I see somebody walking up behind me, right? And it's a white guy, and he's playing on his phone, and he looks like he's a little drunk. So I step out of the car, and I go, hey, man, is, uh, is he with you? And then he just looks at me, doesn't say anything. So, so I go, is he with you? And then he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and looks at me like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? So then I turn and I point to this guy laying on the ground. I'm like, the fucker on the ground, is he with you? And he turns and he's like, oh, shit. And runs over, starts pulling his buddy up. And he's like, come on, man, we got to go. And my wife being the mother-aged white woman that she is, goes, we've already called the police. They're on their way. So he's like, oh, man, come on, we got to go. And they cut out through that neighborhood. That dude sobered up real quick and took the fuck off, man. It was wild. And then the Coronado Police Department called me back, and they were like, hey, is everybody okay? And I was like, 
yeah, everything's fine. His buddy came and got him, and it's all good. And they're like, so you're not in danger? And I'm like, no. And that was it. And then the next day, we went down to uh, Belmont Park, which is on Mission Beach here in San Diego. And we uh, got there. And look, this is a lot of things in San Diego. So as a lot of people are correct about, the price of living is a lot higher than when you're from a small town in Alabama. Okay? Now, granted... That's because the quality of life is better, but we're not going to talk about all that. Anyway, um, so we went to Belmont Park, and we met some uh, friends of ours up there. And we're looking at the menu for the tickets. Now, you can buy a day pass where you can ride all the rides and do all the attractions. The zip line, the escape room, all of that shit. You can buy a day pass to do everything for $55 for one adult. So me and my wife, that's two adults. And then you can buy the kids all day pass, which is like $39.99. Now, I'm not fantastic at math, but that would have equaled out to about $160 with tax. So... You could upgrade it to an annual pass where you can come back every day for the next 365 days for only $99 for adults and like $75 for children. So if we go back one more time, the pass has already paid for itself. So, of course, I got the annual pass. Now, was I planning on going to a theme park that only has one roller coaster and a merry-go-round and a couple of little kitty rides and spending $300 that day? No. But because I love my family, that is what I did. I threw a brick at them, okay? I'm pretty sure Gucci Man says that in a song. That's what I tell my wife. Anytime I spend a lot of money on anything, I'm like, oh... Hold on, I'm just going to throw a stack at this guy and break his nose with it. <laughs> imagine imagine having so much money, like so much cash on you, that you just carry around racks, like these rappers do. You know, like when you see like Young Dolph or somebody like just holding fucking $137,000 just in you know, $10,000 bundles and, like, holding it up next to their ear like it's a goddamn telephone. Okay, but imagine that, but I take one of those off the top and, like, somebody's like, okay, sir, your bill is $24.83. And I'm like, here, bitch, keep the change. And I just sling that whole rack at them and crack them in their motherfucking nose with it. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about when I'm paying for gas at the gas station. Just thwop right in the nose. It's a miracle I haven't been institutionalized yet. But, um, yeah, we had a good time at Belmont Park. 
this weekend, uh, I'm off work for like four days, and I have a comedy show that I'm going to to do a little bit of networking, and I've got my comedy class. I've got, I'm going to take my family to SeaWorld, which we're all super excited about because we haven't been there yet. I'm sure my daughter will love it. And yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What else happened? I watched Dolomite on Netflix, which was cool. If you haven't watched Dolomite yet, I highly suggest that. Look, this is what I wanted to bring up. Dude, Eddie Murphy is coming back in a big way, y'all. Dolomite, if you haven't watched it, is a really good movie. It's a story of, like, Rudy Ray Moore, who people you know, say is the godfather of rap music. He was a hilarious underground stand-up comedian in the early 70s. You know, and, I mean, he was the inspiration for people like Eddie Murphy. So I'm sure Eddie jumped at the idea to play him in a movie. But all of this press around Eddie Murphy being in this movie has essentially had people start talking about Eddie Murphy again, and they've brought up the idea of him doing stand-up again. Now, there's only a handful of people that I'm going to make sure I go see live, okay? If it's somebody that I admire and I'm like, oh, they're coming to the area, I'll pay and go see them just because I want to go see them do stand-up live. If I go you know, see Joe Rogan, or I go see Chris D'Elia, or I go see Joey Diaz, or I go see Andrew Santino, or I go see Donnell Rawlings, or Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle is one of those people that I will for sure go see one day before I die, but it has to be under the right circumstances. Dave Chappelle is going to pass away, and he's going to be the greatest of all time. That's what's going to be argued about him, okay? We are living in the time that I believe that we have the greatest comedian. He's definitely the greatest comedian right now. But it's only after you pass away that people can truly give you the title of being the greatest of all time, especially something like with the arts or creativity or anything like that. It's not like we can judge statistics or anything. Like, yeah, you can do ticket sales and how much money they've made, but if we were going to do that, we could say that Jerry Seinfeld is the greatest comic of all time, or Kevin Hart, which we know how I feel about that. But I want to go see Dave Chappelle under the right circumstances. I want to go see him in a small setting, intimate, maybe 100 seats in the room. I don't want it to feel like an arena and I have to watch him on a screen. You know what I'm saying? And pay $200, $300 for those tickets. Eddie Murphy, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that's going to be just about the only way you can go see him do stand-up. Okay? And it's for a couple of reasons. One, Eddie Murphy was one of the biggest comedy stars in the early 80s and 90s. Okay? 
I mean, made Kevin Hart look like a sideshow act. He was huge. He only put out two specials, but in the 80s, Eddie Murphy was it. And Eddie Murphy really paved the way for a lot of your modern-day comedians today. So, the thing about that is... Eddie Murphy isn't going to be able to do small comedy clubs and let people know that he's coming in advance. I could definitely see him doing the comedy store, but it's going to be like last second, you know, he just pops in and does a set. I could definitely see him doing that. And everybody in there is going to freak the fuck out. But, (laughs) he's not going to be able to announce that he's coming anywhere unless it's to an arena. And he's probably going to sell it out. So, if he comes anywhere around here when he does his stand-up tour, you best believe me and my wife are going to be sitting there. Just so that we can say, I got to see Eddie Murphy do stand-up live. You know what I mean? So... If you haven't seen Dolomite yet, go check that one out. But, um, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up, y'all. I appreciate y'all listening. As always, you guys have been fantastic. I appreciate all of the love and support that I get from you guys. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, check me out on Instagram on Twitter. My name is pretty much exactly the same. It's all underscore T-A-Y-L-O-R-D-U-N-N underscore underscore underscore. And if you want to come see me do stand-up live, go to thecomedypalace.com and look for tickets on November 23rd. I'll be putting out more details as I get them on that date. Uh, November 23rd at the Comedy Palace, I'll be in the Comedy Showcase. I appreciate everybody listening, and I'll see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in making sure that you have the tools for your family jewels. Look, it's starting to get a little bit colder out. Some of you are participating in No Shave November, and I get it. That's fine. But what you got to make sure is that you're not participating below your belly button, okay? That's gross. Nobody likes a bush. It's disgusting. With products like the Lawnmower 2.0 and the Plow, Manscaped is dedicated to make sure that you look good at all times of the year on all parts of your body. Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order. That's manscaped.com right now.